Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 220. And today, I'm here with my boy Hansel from Lean Customs. Yes, 220. Damn, we should have added 200. <laughs> I know, bro. Dude, I, I didn't write it down, but the last episode that we did, I think it was like 60, 65 around oh, there. Wow. Yeah. And we're on 220 now, man. That's crazy. That's yeah, awesome. A, lot, a lot's happened. I think it was <clears throat> March, if I'm not mistaken, March 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds so what's right. happened since then? Fuck, COVID. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> dude, you've been fucking blowing up, bro. I love it, Thanks, dude. Man. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a blessing for sure. Yeah. yeah. You've, been, you've been hustling, man. I see. Uh, you know what I like about the brand so much is, is the way that you market it. Like, I think that you just hit a home run with that. Like ever since the beginning, you know, and I, I, I was just listening to the podcast that we did last okay. time. And I, and I remember that I touched on that. And still to this day, bro, like it, it's just gotten better and better. And um, my guy, Alex, he was just telling me before you came in about uh, the debacle of Saturday, dude. How he, <laughs> he was just fucking, he had no nails left, bro. He was oh, biting all his funny. nails off. So let's talk about that's it, bro. Right. Saturday, yeah. you had the Sup Lean Lambo drop. Yes, that was pretty cool. What was that like, um, man? It was dope. You know, last time I did the Sup Lean drop was during COVID, which was, I think, maybe a little bit under a year ago, which was the Ferrari F40. And it was just a full experience. Yeah. Just because it was the first time that the website got bought it, mm. which was the same people like that go for sneakers yes. and shit, Supreme shit. So, oh man, it was just a, such a wild experience to happen during that drop because not only is it limited, and I know it's only 150 pieces, but the fact that I think maybe a hundred of them were taken by, you know, resellers and bot users mm. was just, it was overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm over here thinking like, oh, dope. It's sold out in a minute, you know, which I already anticipated because drops before that were already kind of in that same momentum where they were selling out in minutes you know things were going fast a lot of my my quantities at that time still were in the under 250 area you know like 100 150 whatever so i already anticipated well this is a you know a collection that i know has enough people's eyes on mm -hmm. so i already knew the ferrari f40 was going to be a popular hit but i never thought it was going to get bought in mm. by resellers because they in my in my mind I didn't think resellers were on the, you know, like I was, I wasn't on the radar. Yeah. You weren't, you know? they weren't paying attention. <clears throat> yeah. Like who the I fucking carpins? Like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, you know, and apparently it was, <clears throat> I wasn't doing enough research. I didn't really was, I never put two and two together, started kind of, you know, people would send me links on eBay, like, yo, have you seen this or check this out? You know, but I never really thought like, oh, these are the dudes that are buying just to resell. Gotcha. Until that drop happened. Until that drop happened, then, you know, it opened a whole can of worms. I was able to, I literally spent about a week just going through everybody that purchased, figuring out purchase histories. Because the good thing about Shopify, it gives you uh, locations, IP address, you know, what they use for the payment and shit like that. So I'm over here fucking trying to connect the dots. Like, has this guy bought before? Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I was able to find a few people that have been on the market to just resell got you you know so it again it just opened up a whole can of worms um i ended up refunding all the orders canceling all the orders um talked to my team kind of figuring out better ways to kind of do it the, i think that that drop specifically I ended up just doing another like shock drop i think i ended up having to release them like i think a day or two later um you know send it 
I think I, I sold a few privately to some like collectors. I know that. But I think for the most part, I was like, fuck it. You know, it's it is what it is at this point. I Until then, I found out that Shopify still charges you a transaction fee, whether you refund, refund the order or not. Or not. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's like, fuck, I just refunded 150 orders. Now I, I still got charged for those orders mm-hmm. from Shopify. So it's about fucking uh, just getting getting the money back. Right? So you and, get hit from Shopify and then you get hit from the, the credit card or whatever the payment company? Uh, uh, not yet unless you let it process. It gives you like three days for it to process. But say like a regular sale goes because I'm in the process of moving over to Shopify. But that's okay. one thing that I have heard because the, the platform that I'm on right now, the only fees that we pay is through PayPal because that's where okay. we get the payment Correct. from. Yeah, exactly. So if you activate... I'm I'm pretty sure Shopify uses Stripe. Mm-hmm. So if you if you activate like you want to take any major credit card, there is going to be a transaction fee for that. But they exactly a credit card fee, right? Mm-hmm. But they still charge you a transaction fee. Do you know what is that a percentage? Or? Yeah, it's it's tiny. It's like two percent or some shit. God, maybe less. Okay, can't, can't remember right now. But yeah, dude, it, it was a fucking can of worms. Like, <laughs> oh man. And so this time around, when they came to the Lambo, I said, well, I'm just gonna just do a shock drop you know yeah. there is a private group that's on uh facebook so if you haven't joined join it link us with spin garage yeah shout out to uh, them man i got some <laughs> questions from them yeah. dude. <laughs> oh, that's funny yeah so that's uh i have two other homies that run it uh, they're admins for it i try to log in here and there um but i figured that's like the the collector's group so anything that's in that you know that's a rare item i'm gonna let them know first gotcha which was the case for the supplene mm-hmm. i went i went there and i told them hey this is your 24 hour in advance that it's going to be dropping so i didn't post anything on instagram and people were going crazy man on that fucking thread it was fucking <laughs> hilarious like i was up that night just working and ufc was on that night so i was watching ufc and here and there i'll log in back to see the comments and people are up it's like three in the morning they're still up <laughs> it was a, it was pretty amazing to see and yeah so then next you know next morning i made a post on instagram well i let them know first i made a post on instagram and then activated the website and sure enough in seconds it was gone wow yeah dude that's so lit bro it's awesome yeah and it's funny because in the comments people are still like yo bots 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 mm. you know but it, Obviously, I verify every everything, and after that whole attack, I worked with a company that you know they basically um, anti bot software. Um, it works, but it's just a pain in the ass to set up because you have to set it up every drop, every product has to have that same format. Gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. it's just a it's a pain in the ass. I do it sometimes when I know that specific item's gonna have that type of like reseller mentality, um, and then some other items that I don't do it. Yeah. So. that from the uh the what is the uh, lean's pin garage is that what it's called uh, lean customs pin garage lean customs <clears throat> pins garage that was one of the questions that they wanted me to uh to ask you about was about the bots um dude that's so surprising <laughs> that yeah that that world has made it over into that but yeah I mean, it's, it's just like anything exclusive you know people, right 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 people are going to find out some way to yeah, get on for it for sure for sure so what what is like the reach say the one that just came out what was the retail on that for that one, it was uh, 60 bucks. Okay. Uh, it was a limited edition out of 150 And I partnered up with uh, this dude from Indonesia, uh, goes by Cobalt Cases. And he makes these acrylic cases. They're pretty nicely well done. And we did a specific uh, version for that, which was a red base, which basically they come packaged in. Nice packaging. So um, as far as resale on those, 
I I've seen them go for like 300, 500 bucks. Oh my god. Yeah. So, wow. and I think that's one of the main reasons why the F40 got bought it hard. Mm. Okay. Because of that reason, because the ones previous to that, which was like the Porsche and the E30, they already had like a high resale value. Mhm. So, what's the highest resale value you've seen on a pin? Oh man, it's been pretty crazy. I know there was one that went for some sort of like charity that reached like three thousand, which was a four pin set. Oh wow! Um, there's other individuals that have gone up to like, you know, fifteen hundred, a thousand bucks. Yeah, just for one pin. That's wild, so it's, dude. It's, it's pretty insane. That's so cool. Yeah. It's um, you know, just collecting stuff. Like I was showing you some of my collections yeah, yeah. I have here, dude. It's just. It, it does something to you, you know. I, I guarantee just the guys that get the pins and they just, they have them, their displays on their walls. Dude, it, it's probably like displays. such a big accomplishment to them. Oh, for sure. I mean, some of those displays are, are phenomenal. Like they're way, way better than what I have. You yeah. know, in my, my living room, I have a cork, like a cork board, you know, and they're, <laughs> they're there. But dude, some of these dudes have been going crazy with the displays and yeah. it's amazing to see that, you know, it just... One day I'll have a cool display like that. Sick, dude. Do you have a, a number one fan or somebody that comes uh, to the top of your head that's like a big supporter? Um, There's a few. There's a few. I know um, there's a shout out to James, James Tharpe. He's, uh, he's actually one of the first dudes that has stuck around since my first pins. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a few other ones um, that I can't, I just can't think right now. Obviously, uh, now it's... It, this past year, I saw like a cool trend of even them creating their own Instagram handle mm. just based on nothing but their collection of like, oh, pins, wow, which has been pretty cool. You know, uh, shout out to Collect Lean. There's one Yas Lean Yas. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's there's a bunch of other ones, you know, Lean Pins and, uh, you know, so it's, it's cool to see, you know, um, that kind of wave of, you know, people just they don't want they want they don't want to mix it. You know, yeah. So they rather just create like their own portfolio for just nothing but pins that you know they collect and it's a good way to kind of just promote you know their trading and you know because a lot a lot has been going on and a lot of people trade now you Mm -hmm. know so they kind of just use that network to kind of do that so that's pretty cool have you seen it get to the point where um they're concerned about the uh the the quality of the card like make sure that the card isn't damaged that it's that that it's pinned (laughs) straight on like does it get to Um, that point it's uh yes and no um i here and there i try to tell people and remind people that the card is not a collectible okay i'll go on there and be like yeah this is recycle it you know like <laughs> discard it um because yeah uh you know i get some collectors that are new to lean customs and they're used to collecting whether it's hot wheels or funko yes. pops or you know whatever it is and they want to make sure that the box or the packaging doesn't have any bends or you know creases or whatever and i can't guarantee that Mm -hmm. you know so sure enough i get people hit me up like hey i got my pin but the card's damaged yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm like sorry dude but yeah you should wear the pin yeah (laughs) throw away the card Um, which is one of the reasons why I haven't created some sort of um, display case mm. for the backing card as well. Oh, got you. You got know you, what I'm saying? You. Like, you know, I know Hot Wheels makes stuff, Funko makes stuff like that. Because then you start kind of making it, hey, that card is valued, you know. It that puts value. a lot more pressure yeah. on you. Which huh? people do value them. I've seen people sell fucking backing cards too, which is wow. pretty crazy. But again, it's one of those things that I'm still like, you know. It's 50 50 yeah you know i i want i want people to you know if they want to cherish them and 
collect them or keep them pristine, go for it. Yeah. But I can guarantee you that they're going to be, you know, the safety of them when they when they get to their location. What if you did something like a like a another limited edition where the the card was limited edition where like the, the it fit in like a plastic like shell casing and stuff dude um yeah so like 10 g's right there bro <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny that you say that because i actually i'm working with a prototype right now and creating a casing that's going to be for single carded pins mm. but i have to find the right way to promote it to make it where I don't want all my backing cards to be limited or yeah. to be like that exclusive, but I do want to create stuff that's going to be, you have to have that full packaging experience. You yeah. Know? Um, so I am going to be creating stuff like that. And then uh, same thing with the display cases I got made, you know, some people like to display them on board. Some people like to wear them on their backpacks. Some people like to have them in their front desk, you know? So I think it's just another option for them to be able to, you know, use the full pin and backing card. Cause sometimes the backing card is customized specifically for that pin so they want to yeah. it, it creates a good setting for them you know yeah um i actually got one right here this is uh alex's frs yes, that you exactly did for yeah him. exactly so that downstar in and out style you know like <laughs> some people would be like dude i want this backing card specifically because yeah. i don't want it to be damaged so, so you if know. you guys <clears throat> see this one right here alex uh he's from downstars alex from in and out is his instagram and it has the a little in and out here, and the sign says Downstar, and then on the back it says Lean Customs, Alex from Now. This is awesome, <laughs> bro. I love it. And I love stuff like this. You yeah, know, little yeah, trinkets yeah. for the room. Of course, of course. And then we got the. Uh, this one is one I got from. Uh, it was from Illist, and the yes, Illist, yeah, the Illist Correct. did the pop up that was mm -hmm. at the uh, uh, the in old Fairfax. hundreds on Correct. Fairfax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I got this one that day. That one's pretty sick right here, yeah. the gold one. Um, but you know, I've been out of the loop, you know, cause I, I don't collect them because the way that I collect things, dude, is it's, it's so crazy that I have to have everyone if I'm <laughs> collecting and if I'm not going to have everyone, I can't even dive into yeah, it, you know, yeah, that's like funny, even yeah. hot wheels, dude, if, if I don't have like the whole entire set, I'm like, I don't dude, even want to start, dude. I'm so crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. we had you do, uh, what was it? Probably about four pins for us now yes it was the, the logo the skateboarding one the the two logos the downstar skate one and then the downtime with downstar correct and then i've just i just had the downtime with downstar one and i just totally forgot about it and i just haven't put it on the website or anything and then i think uh alex was he posted some or i posted some of the other pins that i had and uh alex is like hey check out the facebook page dude like people are going crazy over those <laughs> ones and i'm like holy <laughs> shit so then i um so then i dropped the downtime with downstar nice. one bro okay. we sold so many of those oh, yeah? dude so, yeah. Oh, yeah super cool man yeah, it, awesome. it, it's really cool that like it the name has such a following like that yeah totally yeah and again it's it's a blessing right because i would have never thought even now you know we're we're going in our fourth year now and it's just it's getting better i still think it's still the beginning you know mm -hmm. we're still on the way climbing up and you know achieve like something even better yeah better than what it is now i did see one not long ago was with um the the black e30 the black and gold e30 stands yes and then it's um 
then there was another one in front of it and it was like uh the the back display was like of fairfax and it was of oh, supreme yeah, 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 and yeah. like uh rip and dip correct, correct. Uh, well, tell me about that one dude <laughs> so uh that's funny um so that's so the the car in front of it is the first suppling got you okay that that's what it was yes which yes, was yes. the m3 mm-hmm. the e30 m3 and that one it's it, and again it, it just goes to show the wave right so I dropped that, I want to say 20, 2018 at, at Beamerfest. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then, you know, that one was again, limited edition 150, but it didn't sell out right away. You know, I had them at Beamerfest, people bought a few, I had them on the website that they, they were there for like about a week or something, maybe less, can't remember. Um, so that was the first one that kind of started the whole thing. And I think that's when, you know, the the whole Supreme Hot Wheels collab had just dropped. So I thought it was a kind of a cool play. I've never been a, a collector or, or a, I wouldn't say a fan, but I've never collected Supreme mm-hmm. or bought Supreme. So I thought it was kind of a cool way to do like a bootleg series and yeah. you know do a little whole thing like that. So that whole thing just transitioned into what the Suppling collection is now, which again, I've only made five cars so far. Um, so the that what you saw is a print um, mm-hmm. that I actually... Um, got requested by stan to make like he's like dude we should do you know should do like a full-on fairfax kind of like you know yeah. hype beast in front of the, the his his with his m3 and i was like okay and then i kind of when when i was kind of just sketching and kind of figuring out a concept i was like would be cool to have both cars there with the supreme store and the you know whatever store was there at the moment that i got the reference from and obviously rip and dip has been there that's actually it used to be known gallery mm-hmm. um which are the my homies over at the seventh letter okay so they so that space now being rip and dip they've gone through so many faces they every i think every collection they paint something new yeah and i think the iconic cat was obviously the one you know so i just did a print off of that so it's not, um it's uh, a limited edition print uh, only 30 of them were made uh based off the e30 so yeah, it's pretty cool. Did you? Uh, <clears throat> I saw your post that you didn't realize how hard it was going to be to be shipping those out. Oh, dude, shipping <laughs> posters sucks. I was just talking to Drew right now, my guy that prints them over at Co Collective. I'm like, dude, this, it's bullshit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, because you know, usually when I've got a printer, so like they come rolled, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, cool. Then you got to find the right frame, the right matting, whatever, you know. So I wanted to offer it where it's you know fully ready to go to hang. Yeah, and as I started kind of digging into like, okay, well, I want to get a good quality frame, go to get a nice size mat. That's going to be the border around it. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'll just order these. I ordered, you know, 30 of each, bro. My fucking house looks like a warehouse again. It's <laughs> fucking so many boxes. It's, it was, it was ridiculous. And now, okay. And here I come to like, okay, well, I got to unroll these individually make sure that they're flat, even got to lay them in and everything. And then you realize, it, you have to be so delicate because little debris gets in their dust. Yeah. You know, little particles from the boxes of carton. So now I framed my first one and there's like little crap inside. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got to take this to the warehouse because where it's clean and, you know, mm-hmm. I can I have the space. I can't because I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to just crank them out of my living room. You know, I can't. It's just too much. You can't. You know, I have cats running around. There's going to be cat hair to keep his <laughs> frames and shit. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So. I didn't realize it was going to be a pain in the ass, but it's cool. You know, I, I'm glad they sold. I, you know, I, it's my first official print. Got you. And I made a limited of 30 of, of you know, um, uh, framed and all that. So I, I'm, I'm stoked that people were that wanted them and, you know. Yeah. 
Got you. Did you do any like autographs or anything on them? Yeah, so they're all signed. Uh, they're all numbered individually, one through thirty, and yeah, they're signed. Very cool, man. So, uh, so last time we were talking is when uh, you were talking about how you linked up with Toyo, and now you're yeah. still linking up. Just came out with this, the poster with Stan. Tell yeah. me about that relationship, man. Yeah, Stan's uh, been awesome. Obviously, the people over there, the people over at Toyo have been great. We've uh, been kind of expanding over to the Japan market, mm -hmm. so they've linked me up with the people that run toyo in japan so we're creating a lot more uh, limited edition stuff for them as well um which is pretty cool because now a lot of a lot of the you know my, my plan is definitely worldwide right yeah. so now the fact that you know a lot of the people that are here in the states is going to be hard for them to grab some of these exclusives that are releasing in japan you know and my goal is to be you know big in japan big in you mm -hmm. know europe big in you know asia and just kind of go in all those different markets so the fact that they've linked me up with japan is kind of a good kicker to that you know got you yeah that's one uh, another topic that uh the, from the the garage that they wanted me to bring up was um some international customers are having okay. a big issue because when they do buy the pin then they have to pay a lot for shipping um, yeah, yeah do you yeah, have totally. any sort of uh international dealers or anything at the moment i don't i've i've always been very uh you know i've always said no to wholesale mm -hmm. and distributors um i think this year that might change got you yeah i think this year i i have to look into that option i have to look into different dis distributions in different parts of the country mm -hmm. um just for that reason yeah. you know because i know that it's easier for someone to get a pin that's in europe for the shipping rate to be cheaper not only that it's because it's, it's a weird tricky thing when you're shipping out of the u.s to all these other countries because the the rate changes the customs sometimes you know it's it's i i want to assume it's like pick and choose yeah sometimes you get fucked you know sometimes they'll they'll get you with like oh you got to pay a custom duty fee yeah you know i've had customers that order from the website periodically and there's no issue and then all of a sudden they get hit with this one package that's they're charging them like even sometimes more than what they just spent yeah you know? so it's a trip it's it's weird to kind of it, it for me it's unpredictable like i can't really say how it goes all i know is that this is what they're charging me i i am not in control when it comes to the duties yeah and all that shit so that's kind of the only issue that i see right yeah i feel you even with us man uh, we don't have international shipping on the website so if people oh, want to buy something they have to contact me directly will email us okay you know and we'll send them and an you invoice you still fulfill it yeah we'll send okay. them they'll, they'll send us a pretty much it's so easy dude they'll just send us a screenshot of their cart we'll send them an invoice and then it's with the shipping but it's for if it's under four pounds it's 35 bucks and if it's over if it's 4.1 pounds it, it is what it is 65 bucks yeah so it kind of it, it is hard for people that just want to buy, you know, some $10 item or something like that. They have right, to pay 35 right, right. for shipping, but it kind of uh, makes it more valuable to them. If, hey, well, let me spend a little more now because I might need something in the future. Let me just right, get it now. Right, right, right. Um, but it would help to have more, more distributors. But see, same thing with me is like, I want to make sure that I know whose hands my product is going into okay. i want to know what their shop looks like exactly where yeah. the product is going to be located at who's going to be selling it you know things like that yeah, because sure, I'm, I'm so personal with my brand as you are yeah, with yours sure. you know so if you did go overseas what sort of shops would you look for would it be like um 
like a, a pin reseller or automotive brand or, or what would kind of be your ideal market that you would tap into and we back guys let's take a quick break for our sponsor heel toe auto an important part in buying honda parts online is making sure that you can trust the company that you're dealing with to get you the parts reliably you spend a lot of money and you spend a lot of time doing research on your build the last thing that you want to do is send cash to a website where you may never see it again and worse yet never see the parts with hilltoe automotive an 18-year track record is part of the deal hilltoe brings you deep industry connections professional part recommendations alternative ideas when your parts aren't available and they'll even contact you when something on your order looks out of the ordinary before it ships hilltoe's unique checkout allows you to select a deadline to receive your parts to make sure that you can get them in time for your project plans you can buy parts anywhere online, but Hilltone knows what truly matters to an enthusiast. Professionalism, swiftness, and accuracy. Hilltoe is in your corner. Make sure you guys check out Hilltoe at hilltoeauto.com or you can call or text them at 949-295-1668. Or you can check them out on Instagram at Hilltoe Automotive. Big, big shout out to Marcus from Hilltoe. Great guy. Um, He's always treated me so well, and he, him continuing supporting the podcast means the world to me, guys. So please, if you can do us a favor, just text him right now and say thank you for supporting Downtime with Downstar because without Hilto and our other sponsors, we couldn't continue doing the show. So shoot him a text right now, please, 949-295-1668. And make sure you guys check him out on Instagram, like I said. Shoot him a follow, shoot him a comment, and shoot him some love at Hilto Automotive. Now back to the show. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think uh, again, my experience, I've, I've, I've dealt with that before. You know, I used to be in a in a completely different industry that we had to deal with with distributors and 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 wholesalers in different parts of the country. And that's exactly what you're looking for, right? You're looking for the right shop, the right person you can trust, the right person you can communicate with. Sometimes a lot of these people that want to open distribution want to do it in some sort of terms. You know, like yeah. send me the product, I'll pay you thirty days from now or something. And sometimes that doesn't work, you yeah, know, like, hell no, you pay me now, <laughs> like, bro. Dude, I don't even know you, you know? <laughs> so again, it, it's building that type of relationship. I, I am again in the talks with somebody in Japan that has a good presentation. They have a shop, uh, online platform where it can help with some of that area. Um, Europe is still iffy. I know they just passed a new thing with, you know, uh, with duties and, okay. you know, products from, us going into europe because i think they're trying to regulate as far as like they want they want to support their economy if i'm correct i'm not quite sure mm -hmm. and they only want products from europe to be in that gotcha. area you know gotcha. so gotcha. they don't want people buying from like the u.s emotion got you yeah we're kind of fucking ourselves, bro <laughs> we're, we're ruining relationships with yeah. everybody yeah for sure for but sure. it's all good man so last time that we did talk um one of your goals was that you were going to go to Auto Salon. <laughs> That's and, the trip. Uh, You're right. We ran into each other over there, dude. Dude, last year before COVID. Before the, the world <laughs> ended, dude. Dude, straight up. So tell me about that, bro. How was that experience, man? Oh, it's amazing. I was hoping we were going to get a chance to go again this year. Yeah. You know, we were already planning for it. We were like, yo, we'll take the, we'll take the vaccine. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't even a, a thing you can do. Mm -hmm. So, But yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Japan was definitely a great experience. It's one of those things that you there's not enough time yeah to, to get it all to soak it all in to experience everything you want to experience um and i think just being out there and kind of seeing a whole different culture of the way the, the way they do things 
was definitely something great, you know, for myself. I went there with my fiance, so we were able to experience that together. And just being there, we did, you know, a little bit of everything. You mm -hmm. know, we were at Tokyo Auto Salon for about, like, we went there twice. Um, and then the rest of the time, we kind of just, we were being tourists, you know, doing a little bit of everything. Um, it was cool. Did I see you at that underground meet? Fucking Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift Style. Um... Was that the one with, with the freeways? I'll, no, it no. was. I think it was uh, hosted by. Uh, I think I'm saying it correctly. Copays. No, I don't think I went. It to was that in Shibuya. One. Yeah, so it was. Uh, I think it was one of those nights. Oh, it's in the parking garage. It was in the parking Got garage. you. No, I, I didn't go to that one. Okay, but yeah, I, I so did see that one. That was a that was a super trip because I think Stan was out there as well from Toyo, and he's like, "Yo, there's gonna be this meet going on, you know, blah blah blah." I'm like, "All right, well, just send me the details," and it turned out to be maybe three blocks away from our airbnb yeah yeah so it was super close in shibuya because we stayed over there and we're walking and they gave me the coordinates right and i think because i think it was coordinates and i think you just put in in your google maps and it pops up and we get there and we're like hey shit going on <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> there obviously you're in somewhere else and you know it's not great you know getting in contact with people so i'm looking on instagram seeing if anybody that i know is here in in japan is posting where the fuck they're at yeah and fuck i can't remember who's the live someone was went live and they were down there and i'm like where the fuck is it where are you you know and i couldn't get a straight answer because it was very choppy like their instagram yeah yeah feed. yeah and i then we see another group of like three dudes kind of like in the same like where the fuck is this yeah and we see a parking garage like it's not even a parking garage it was like it was an exit on ramp to the street yeah you know i know exactly and, what you're talking and I'm about i'm like do we have to walk you know get on you have to you know japan they're kind of closed right so it's not like you can just jaywalk yeah so you have to jump the gate or jump that little fence and then start walking down so sure enough we that's what we did and then obviously once we get to that platform you start hearing cars you start hearing the whole I wonder bullshit. If you're not yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> straight up dude. <laughs> fucking awesome and then we really realized okay it's probably two floors down because you because the first floor will, will i don't even know what floor we were in but that section we got there there was no cars but we can hear them so we go down one more and sure enough they're there and it's just dope you know japan vibes tokyo drift yeah. vibes like super cool all kinds of cars and it was a, it was a cool little meet you know it was pretty cool to kind of experience that you know and mm -hmm. then I, I know what you're talking about you're talking about the under freeway pass and i can't even i don't the, even know the yeah daikoku i think it, that's okay. what it's called but yeah that one's pretty crazy too we actually did end up going to that okay. one um yeah we were hanging out with uh some guys from speed hunters and they had okay. uh, a phantom and my boy Ravi, he's really good friends with them. And uh, it was me, Rywire, and then uh, Ravi. We were all staying in the same hotel. And Ravi's like, hey, you want to go hang out with these guys? And we're like, hell yeah, dude. We're in the back <laughs> of the Phantom chilling out, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. And then uh, we, went, we went to check out that meet. We were just okay. all over the place. I remember that one yeah. popping up. But um, I, I don't know why we didn't end up going to that. You know when you go out to that stuff, dude. It's just dude, like it, there's so much shit yeah, going on. for sure, for sure. And, then, and I think that's what it was, like trying to even coordinate. Like I remember even with Stan, I was like, hey, let's coordinate a lunch before you get out of here because we were there longer than he was. And even mm -hmm. that was hard enough, you know. Yeah. Just because everyone's schedule is different, you know. Yeah, and it's not like you can drive to them, do you? You got to get exactly. on the train. Yeah, and just... yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you deal with like traveling around there? Uh, you know, it was 
being that we obviously don't know what the fuck is going on, it was super easy, mm. I feel. Super mm -hmm. easy to get around. Everything's straight up forward. Obviously, the cool thing is that people do understand English. Some, you know, some of them are able to translate certain things. So if you don't know what fucking right train to go, just show them where you want to go. And they'll yeah. be like, wait there, motherfucker. You yeah. Like, don't worry. You'll be good, you know. So it was it was easy to get around. Um, the dudes over at Shinku Classics were there as well. So they actually you know they are importing vehicles all the time so they actually have a spot over there and they have a car so they were able to kind of pick us up and oh, cool. show us around and you know go to different places um i didn't realize how far shibuya was well i mean like, it's pretty far for shibuya to tokyo auto saloon yeah it's probably like so, an hour dude yeah so i'm glad that they Get hooked us up with a ride over because mm. they would have out of damn dude it's far as fuck bro we would even get lost sometimes dude we'll get on the wrong train i'm like fuck we gotta get off we gotta go on the, <laughs> uh, the other one and then that's the thing right like there's with one station there's like five different train routes you know so and again i think it was just fair it was easy the fact that it's like color coordinated yeah exactly <laughs> get on the red one you know get it's extremely one. overwhelming though especially if 100%. it's your first time yeah, there dude for sure for sure so um how'd your fiance like it Oh, she loved it. It was amazing. Yeah. We went to, um, you know, we did like the tourist stuff. Like we obviously hung out in Tokyo. We went to uh, uh, that snow monkey park up up north. Mm. Uh, if you've ever mm -mm. been there, I definitely recommend it. I can't remember the, you know, the section city where it was located in, but it was like maybe like a two hour train ride. Okay. Up north. Then you start to get another bus, you know, and once you get out of the Oscars of Tokyo, now it becomes real. Like, I feel like Japan, like, yeah, you start definitely noticing there's not it's not touristy anymore. It's very local, you know, a lot of then they, that's where the uh, barrier between communications kind of gets in the way. Right. Yeah. Because now you start realizing people out here don't care. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. So but it was it was a really dope experience. Um, Obviously, once you get to that area section um, of this where the snow monkeys are at, it becomes a little bit more touristy. Uh, it's about a I don't know like a two three mile hike after the bus stop to get to the location where the monkeys are at mm -hmm. and um, pretty chill it was it was dope you and know, they're just they're on just the trees the and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. everywhere wow. you know, they'll come close to you they're walking all over you and it's from what I understood it used to be like just like a random spot that monkeys would come down it was like some somebody's home mm -hmm. and they ended up having it to reserve the land and kind of like protect it to make sure because they started noticing more and more coming down and you know in the cold time just because of the the water system and you know got you got you hot lakes and shit very cool yeah. dude yeah i miss it bro like i this whole covid shit messed everything up bro, yeah, because yeah. that that was my that was my tradition Oh, Every really? January, dude, go yeah. out to Auto Salon, and it kind of like refreshes me, you know. Okay. Kind of shows me like yeah. why I still still do all this yeah, stuff, for sure, you know. For sure. And, it, and it's like the reward too. Okay, you know, even I even feel the same way about SEMA. Like, yeah, and I was gonna tell you what out of those two, do you prefer one? Uh, as far as the show wise, I'm probably still gonna go with SEMA. Okay, you know the only the only downfall of SEMA is that they don't sell anything. 
right right, and that's what i really did like about auto salon is that they sell a lot of stuff for sure for sure you can go to like rays or something like that and it's they're not selling it at u.s prices they're selling it (laughs) at like like if we were at a show you know oh we got these discount pins or you know discount bolts or something like that you know i remember going to uh like the rays booth and buying uh valve stem caps for like five bucks you know so i I would just that's what i really like about auto salon just going to these different booths buying things like that yeah no totally and that's one thing that i did notice that there was a lot of more like independent uh booths yeah you know like selling merchandise exactly and i thought that was dope i was like yo next year Lean pen. I thought I've thought in the same thing, man. I yeah. think that, that would be so cool to just For have sure. a little booth because they just yeah, have yeah. the little ten yeah, by ten ones little stacked up on the wall. And the way something. I think about things now, I don't think about it like I used to in the future. Like, oh my god, how would I ever do it in Japan? I'm like, it's just a place, you know. Correct. And you just ha- and you just have to pay for a spot, <laughs> and you just have to figure out how to get, get, your, get stuff your stuff to there. Yeah. That's that's all Which you have easy. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that dude, that would be so awesome for you, man, because your inventory is not even that big, you right. know. Put a couple of luggages you take two suitcases and have thousands <laughs> of pins right there dude and that would be a hit yeah but uh as as far as like the cars definitely auto salon over sema just For because sure. it's more of m- more of my style of what okay. i like to see For more sure. detailed For you know sure. i feel For like sema sure. they throw a bunch of shit together and it's there and it's just like loud and obnoxious well, there's no here. trucks exactly <laughs> no trucks no jeeps no none of that and, and all I, I do like that but i do like to see the cars that are just detailed all the way down for sure to the last sure. bolt you know yeah. plug but <laughs> <laughs> but what i do like about sema is it's it's more of an experience yes. i feel like once you go to auto salon you can walk it in a day two days definitely and that's it yeah. SEMA, you can be there all week and still see stuff on Instagram. It's like, wait, still where's that? that I didn't see any of that. Yeah, you know, and then funny. you can leave from there. Then you have, you know, the nightlife. You can go out to the hotel or to the yeah. to the clubs and you know, it's gonna be like, you know, Toyo night or something like right, that or right, what right, have right. you. Um and then at Autosan, it's basically like, Okay, the show's done that's it there's yeah. nothing yeah there's nothing Correct. really around definitely right because i mean and obviously vegas has to be a, it's a huge part of that right mm-hmm. it's nothing but casinos and fucking clubs and shit so um there's that you know um but yeah you're right i think just the car choices that were in japan were fucking dope you know yeah just whole different types of uh concept jdm u.s cars and some euro cars you know just even to see things from their point of view because you have you still have the the kind of like look at me cars in in tokyo as you do in in uh in, in at sema but the ones in tokyo they're still detailed even right, though like right. there's that car with like the four big exhaust in the back <laughs> that, and it's just crazy but then you're just still looking at the craftsmanship and it, it's not sure, like just sure. some kid that just threw the shit together yeah you know like yeah. an instagram car or something like that it's still very detailed <laughs> yeah. so it's like it's not my style but i can still fuck with it yeah because this dude I, this is his style and he still executed it uh you know to the best of his ability of and it course. was awesome to see that you know one thing that i do remember was and again it must be just because i own a k-van yeah but seeing all the different k-vans you know yeah not just not just in japan in general but in 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 the show as well yeah uh i think um i i, I don't remember the the booths that we're having but i remember i saw one that was set up as a dj setup you know yeah full, exactly full speaker system place where somebody can have some turntables and spin some shit 
um to just you know full camping rig set up on just k-vans yeah know? and seeing that obviously for me i was like damn this is fucking dope you know again because i i have a k-van that's used for exactly that you know selling merchandise out of so seeing all these different vehicles inspired and create and having their own flavor and creating you know different types of things whether it's selling merchandise selling you know uh, food or just you know accessories like they all have the different thing and then getting out of the show and just walking in shibuya walking in tokyo um and just being able to see regular folks mom and pops you know having their own you know business selling that out of their caveman was pretty dope yeah dude and i think that um you know with the japanese mentality is like yo we're gonna work with what we have here for sure and um sure. It, it's something cool to witness because like like that van is super small and you wouldn't think like that you could fit a dude. kitchen in here yeah. <laughs> and you could be yeah, selling dude, waffles sure. or whatever yeah, out of yeah, it yeah. but you really it's can just, and that's exactly what's going on i remember we went to kyoto we mm -hmm. went to kyoto for uh we went there for two days and it's completely different from tokyo yeah you know there it's more calm like all the restaurants or like at least the nightlife stuff they, they were closed by like nine mm -hmm. or eight or something like that and i remember we, we were like yeah let's go you know we'll probably find a local bar and try to dude everything was closed we we're like fuck we can't <laughs> even get some food yeah like so it, it was it was interesting to see and then we sure enough we're walking and we see uh just this dude just out of his van like making dumplings yeah you know i'm like fuck it let's eat some dumplings out of yeah. this van you know so did, when you went to kyoto did you go to where they have the all the temples the like the uh, orange yes, temples correct yeah, gotcha. yeah so we went there we'd like we did that we did a few a few of those temples uh we went to uh yokohama as well mm, okay um, we we checked out moon eyes very um, cool had some food there super super cool i mean and then and again it just shows you like different right like here in the u.s like you know we try to do stuff that inspires us from you know japan and then you go to you know we were in moon eyes and all their thing is nothing but american you yeah know? like straight up like their diner set up just like denny's or some shit like that you know like full-on american menu you know here's yeah. a cheeseburger some fries um, so it was kind of cool to see that, that, you know, kind of aspect of it, you know, and people, you know, enjoying that, that are locals to Japan, you know. Did you feel a lot of inspiration after you got back from Tokyo? Oh, 100% for sure, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I see so much value in just that trip, you know, yeah. just for that point alone just go there and just recharge and then you just start seeing things yeah through a different lens and seeing you know like even in the parking structure and the meets and like that you see the the young kids this yeah. is 15 16 year old kid or whatever but this is like his style this is correct, this is correct. the trend that yeah. they're following it, mm -hmm. and, it, and it's kind of cool just to trip out on that because maybe you'll get a picture here or there on instagram or maybe even someone will vlog it but it's nothing like the real experience right for sure for sure exactly yeah so speaking of your van man um one of the last times that i did see you before auto salon was yes. at grid life at grid life yeah. yes that's right Shout yeah out to grid life hell yeah dude that's an awesome event man what'd you yeah. think of that oh it was fun man it was, a, it was a great experience um it was my first time in atlanta as well so, oh really um, yeah it was my first time in atlanta and it was just it was just a it was a funny fun experience i went out there with my boy uh, carlos um and i'm like yo dude i'm let's i'm gonna plan to do this event i don't know the turnout i don't know what to expect i can't pay you <laughs> you know because i don't know what you know the return's gonna be but i'll uh, you know i'll i'll fly you out i'll get you accommodated everything just go out there with me you know you're gonna have to miss some work work days and he was down so we went out there and super cool to just you know get into into buford mm -hmm. you know and just 
seeing like nothing, you know, and like fuck, you're in a whole completely different, you know, completely different, uh, you know, state of mind as far as being in yeah. LA. Um, but then you get into grit life, and it's it's just a whole. It's like I don't know. It just felt like you're back home and shit. You yeah, know? Uh, having knowing people there, seeing some of the, you know uh, familiar faces, and not only that, but the whole experience of how grit life laid it out with um you know like drifting and you know the the racing and giving fans the experience of being able to jump into cars as well was pretty dope um you know obviously the nightlife thing the only thing that sucked i think was like the weather one day yeah you know i think we got that like rain that Mm -hmm. came in but we we were there pretty chill uh it was my first time to take the the caveman somewhere else and even that was i thought was like you know i don't know what to expect you know because the k-van got there first before our flight did so having to go and make sure that the van got there on time and you know it got picked up as well so it was cool it was a dope experience yeah i i love it out there man shout out to chris dude it's just that that event it, it's i just hope it just keeps getting not that it's not big but i just keep hope that that event becomes like the premier event for automotive right you know because it has it has so many aspects to it that just makes it a great event not only an automotive event but just like a great event overall dude it's like for the vendors and then just to have a car show there and then they have the drifting and then you can just watch the road racing or you know you see the pro drifters there and then at nighttime you see the uh the concerts yeah did you stick around for any of the shows yeah we we started we stuck around for like two nights i think um damn i don't remember i one night was when i saw you yeah and i think it was uh your homie or xavier, xavier wolf yeah yeah yeah. shout out to xavier wolf um yeah so that was pretty cool to kind of experience and i think we were in a perfect place like we were right in the front of the whole stage yeah. so you know we were like let's you know let's crank see if we can get some night cells you know but at that point we were just like nah let's just shut down we'll yeah just experience the shit yeah dude that's yeah. a hard thing about like being a vendor too you know you really miss out on the actual experience of the show yeah and you gotta know when when's the time to like pull the trigger exactly sometimes i'm just like all right it's a little slow let's close it down i'm gonna go walk around yeah that you know it's funny that you say that because uh shout out to fcp euro Mm -hmm. they actually they were there you know they had the 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 full setup and one of the dudes came over and you know we we started chatting it up he's like yeah if you guys want uh come down to the the paddock and you know get a ride with one of our drivers and shit oh wow in one of their cars and i'm like for us like, yeah i'm like all right so then we ended up uh closing the shop for like you know uh maybe like an hour or so and sure enough they took us around the track with their what i think it was like their gti build or something like that and it was dope you know again to kind of experience all that you know because yeah as, as a vendor you usually don't even experience anything yeah you, know, you you're locked in if you're busy you won't walk around the show or anything like that you know so it was kind of cool to be able to still um you know be part of everything that was going on in great life so was that your first time out in the uh, like in the south uh yeah, as far as atlanta yeah mm-hmm. did you uh, end up getting to go into the city uh we went into the city just one day got when, you yeah like the day before we our flight took out you know we checked out some local breweries around there and you know check and downtown and but that was pretty much it mm, yeah yeah i love atlanta i dude. was like it's probably a place i'd like to go i mean shit. <laughs> well no that's in the <laughs> i thought it was dub. i was i was gonna wear it dude <laughs> i was gonna wear that one but uh, yeah dude I, I love atlanta because um i have uh i met a bunch of good friends 
that became like family in the, oh, in the car community and they live out in Atlanta. So okay. even with grid life, I went for that one day that I seen you. And then the next day I went probably for like a few hours. Oh, okay. and then I was like, uh, let's go hang out with the homies. And we would go into like someone's house and watch football and they oh, the barbecue okay, and okay. shit. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's dope, man, because I've never had that kind of experience where I have a bunch of friends and, you know, hey, come over to a party, you know, and I go and just everybody's having, hanging out, right, and, right, right, you know, right, right. and over there getting to experience life, how they live it. It was like, man, this is so cool, dude. Like, oh, you guys, interesting. Yeah. you guys live in, in the woods, but right outside is the city is right there. You know, yeah, that, and then that's, that's exactly what it is. And then you go to the woods, dude, and you're barbecuing out there, and just everybody's just hanging out. You like eat like four times, dude, and <laughs> it's just you know smoking and chilling. It's just like it's like an actual vacation, bro. Yeah, and it felt so cool, man. And then my homie Chubby, <laughs> he good. he lives in uh, downtown Atlanta, and bro, downtown Atlanta is so sick, dude. Okay, okay. It's like they have <clears throat> they have so much stuff there. It's I, I would even say it's more like more modern than downtown LA area would be. Oh, okay. Because they yeah. have areas where you can go where you could just walk around and there's just a, a bunch of different stuff that's going on, like nightlife kind of things. And, yeah, yeah. you know, like art exhibits and stuff like okay. that. And, and it's just such a fun city to be in, dude. And I honestly feel like Atlanta is going to be the new LA, especially with the way that Hollywood is changing Yo, as they well. said Austin is the new LA. I don't that's know. After, Musk I don't know if after this past week, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? Everybody's going to be out of there, bro. They're losing their mind. Over hey, sh shout out to everybody in Texas right now, man. I don't mean to joke around, dude. That looks like some, that looks like some real shit that they're going through, bro. Imagine we got it here in LA or yeah. here in Oxnard, too. I know, That'd bro. That'd be dope. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, dude. I seen Ashley was texting my wife. She was texting me and or tagging me in some pictures. It's okay. like, bro, the the inside of the house is frozen, dude. I don't know if those are true. Really? I, I saw one like the, the his like little fish tank was frozen. I was like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you know I don't know, man. You're skeptic. Yeah, I mean, dude. People in Big Bear don't got it that bad. You well, know what I'm saying? So. If you think about it, too, I'm a conspiracy guy, dude. If you think about it, they're like, all right, everybody's moving to Texas. Let's yeah. fuck up Texas a little bit, man. That's funny. But uh, I, Yeah, I, I told uh, the dudes over at uh, Shinko there in Texas. I was like, yo, go outside. Make a snow angel. <laughs> Bro, it, it looks like some serious shit. But yeah, like Atlanta, like I was saying, it, the music scene there's is second to none. Like... Right, I right. feel like the Atlanta music scene runs the entire music scene. Oh, you know, sure. wh whether it's in inspiration or or what have you. You know, it, there's so much that comes out of that small area, and everybody in in that area they just help each other out. Okay. So you know, hip hop, whether it's like Gucci Man or uh, Young Thug or something right, like that, right, right. they're not shitting on the next person as they would in New York or in LA, they're bringing everybody up and that just makes the, the whole community bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, you know, we didn't stick around in Atlanta for that long. It's definitely a place I'd like to go there and you know, like you said, right, vacation or whatever. Definitely. Just go out there and kind of experience that whole um, area. Cause I know again, we were there for the daytime and you know, checked out a few breweries and all that, but we didn't, we saw a gnarly crash though. Oh really? <laughs> Some chick, but we, but again, we, didn't really experience it as far as like 
hanging out at night and you know checking mm. out like you know yeah because even then like we're, we're we're obviously you know grit life it's like i don't know like an hour away right, yeah from yeah 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 um and then it's like it, you know grit life ends seven eight whatever you get back to the hotel and you're like all right let's see what's open what to do dude there's nothing open in fucking buford you know <laughs> like everything yeah. closes early so we even thought about like oh maybe we should catch you know or, or i think we were driving had a rental car so it's like maybe we should drive to the city see what's going on but then even then we weren't even sure if things are going to be popping or yeah solely, yeah you know? no atlanta's dope man for sure has there been any other places that you've traveled to since it, you've started the business all right guys let's take a break for our next sponsor action clutch big big shout out to action clutch thank you guys for coming back as the sponsor for the next season of downtime with downstar we're so excited to grow with you guys and if you haven't checked out action clutch check them out right now before this read at action clutch they've been working on a lot of stuff and uh they're really getting into content which is awesome but one of the most critical parts to any build is the clutch without a proper clutch you won't be able to get that power to the wheels no one wants to spend hundreds of dollars on a clutch that won't hold their power for more than a few races or spirited drives that's why it's important to go with a kit that you know that you can count on and that's why many people choose action clutch over the competition action clutch makes kits here in the usa with parts sourced locally in los angeles they have kits to replace oems clutches all the way up to 1200 horsepower and can be found everywhere from street cars drag cars even formula drift vehicles not only are the clutches made in the usa but they've made a strong focus this year to give back to a percentage of sales to the community during these hard times providing impacted families with groceries and other necessities contact them today with whatever you need and they'll give you the family treatment you can check them out at actionclutch.com and if you don't see what you need on there you give them a call at 323-269-6051 or like i said check them out on instagram and you can shoot them a dm and get right to it at actionclutch or you can email them at sales at actionclutch.com or if you want you could just honk your horn five times in a row beep beep long beep 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 and they'll be there right at your door. That's not going to happen. But what is going to happen if you use the code DTWD for checkout, you get 15% off. How lit is that? Go buy yourself a clutch. Now back to the show. Uh, As far as like events, no. I mean, we, uh, I mean, just, I, I can't think of anything that I've done that's been out of California. Yeah. As far as like event wise. And again, that was the plan for 2020. Yeah. The, <clears throat> when we when I took out the van for Grit Life was in September or uh, when, did, when was it? In, when was Grit Life? I think August. If I'm August, not yes, September. it was it was uh, it was August. Yes. August. Okay. So I remember the cave van had just gotten finished um, as far as the interior and everything, and, and it was ready to rock and roll for events. So my goal for 2020 was to do like a lean customs tour. Hell yeah. You know, and I had linked up with uh, Formula Drift. Uh, I know I, I was in the talks with Grit Life. And, you know, I think Tuner Evil was one of them. And basically just handpicking like some events that were pretty much all around the nation that I was going to just take the K-Van to. Obviously not drive it because motherfucker only goes like 55 but <laughs> yeah. you know just tow it out to these other different different locations you know florida michigan um atlanta again and just do like a, a tour you know based on that because i think that my mentality for 2020 was being a little bit more selective with events gotcha um for 2019 it was kind of non-stop yeah almost every weekend there was an event or some sort of pop-up or some sort of 
um, you know, something where I was setting up shop, you know, um, as for 2020, I wanted to be a little bit more exclusive. You know, I didn't want to, if you, if I was going to be a meetup in, in LA one week and then the next week, same, like another place in LA, mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want I don't want that. Right. So I wanted mm-hmm. to be more exclusive. So I had talked to some of these, uh, event organizers and trying to figure out scheduling and, and find a way how I can kind of piggyback off of them if they're, cause I need most of, well, like even with formula drift that they're located here in LA, you know, if they're going out to Florida, I'd be like, how can I get my van with one of you guys to get out there type shit, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was the goal for 2020 kind of tour, you know, do a lean customs tour and definitely check out some of these places. But with COVID and all that shit that hit afterwards, it kind of shut down the plan. So it's still in the works, you know, this year things are still weird. I don't think I, I at least from my end, I don't think things have kind of kicked up mm-hmm. just yet. I know Grit Life announced their dates, and it's kind of cool to see that they're still pushing forward Formula Drift as well. Um, and it seems like things might start happening with maybe limited capacity. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth that as a vendor to try to like you know dedicate so much time and money to try to go to these places where you're not going to get the most out of it. Yeah, right? and that's usually what it takes when you're doing these events. You want the most out of your buck, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm still kind of in, in the 50, 50, as far as what's going to happen this year. You know, that's a good topic that you touched on, man. Um, ever since I started back in 2009, I think that my first event was maybe 2010, probably done over, you know, 150 shows since then. Okay. And, um, when 2020 hit, uh, we talk about 2020, like it's an entity, <laughs> Yo, 2020. <laughs> when the, when the NAFO came through 2020, yeah. I was like, I was nervous. I'm like, man, dude, I usually do maybe 10 to 15 shows a year. Okay. Bro, at the end of 2020, I'm like, dude, I didn't have to do any shows. Yeah. And we killed it. 100%. We killed it more. So it, it really made me reevaluate things. You know, I, I had to look at it from the outside looking in. Like, when I go to these events, I spend X amount not only money but time time bro Fuck. time away and it's like okay if i fly i have to fly out at five on friday 5 a.m my thursday's gone right I, i'm yeah. not gonna be able to sleep a whole night you know i'm not gonna be there with with my wife and, and my son at the time you know i didn't have my baby at the time right so i w- wouldn't have that time with the family because my brain's already going i gotta be at lax at three at the latest right you know right, right, right. so i i can't i gotta leave like at two what where am i gonna sleep at you know it's like <laughs> 11 o'clock at night and i'm like you know already i'm already exiting you know and plus and then once i get there once the plane lands boom time to go i gotta go get the car get yes. this and do everything and then you know by the time you get home on on monday you think like yeah i made this much money but i just look at the website sales and I just made pretty much the same, same amount. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, I think I'm on the same boat, right? So obviously 2020 was a phenomenal year for me, for the brand. We fucking killed every month. Every mm-hmm. number was beyond what we expected. Um, and for me now, it's carrying that momentum, mm-hmm. keeping that going, right? But yeah, it makes you realize like, you know, you do shows, you, you got a plan. And not only just because the show's from one to five it's going to be one to five it's pretty much all day yeah exactly because you got to be up early prep get up you know set up and all that other bullshit so 
I, I totally feel you. And it's sometimes it's like, it's not even worth it, you mm-hmm. know, some of these events. So if it's one thing that I did realize though, is the, the fan experience. Exactly. At least on my end, mm-hmm. you know, because I just recently did one, um, which was super random, uh, in Riverside. It's like a die cast show. And I hadn't done a show since last, I did a, sh- I think I did one show last year, which was the patches and pen expo that I got invited to. And I, it was during COVID. They said they were going to have precautions up and whatever. Um, they did, I, I did the show and, and it was good. You know, I, I, I made some cash and, you know, saw some familiar faces, but they really didn't really push it. Right. So for this recent one in, in Riverside, uh, it was a die cast show. It was a lot of, a little bit more intimate. It was going to be smaller. Um, it was not like some major event. It was just like die cast collectors and sellers kind of selling that, you know, and it was one of the shows that I did back in 2018 when I had first started. And it was because uh, the homies from uh, the HHW crew, they had like a table set up, you know, and they're like, yo, come out. You know, at that time I had a board, you yeah. know, I was selling shit from. So I'd go out there and, you know, fuck around with the, ho- the homies and shit. So this time around when they invited me, I was like, well, if I'm going to go, I got to take my van out. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Like the show's from, from I think they said from 9, 8.30, 9 to 1. I'm like, all right, cool. Lock me in. Let's do it. Then I start realizing, I'm like, they want me there at six to set up. And I'm like, okay, well, it's an hour away from me. So that means I got to, I got to leave by five. (laughs) Then I'm not going to be up by five. I got to be up by four. Mm -hmm. So it just, it makes you like, you know, like just, it's just time consuming. It's a whole day. But if it's one thing that I kind of did enjoy was the experience of the fans, the collectors being there, meeting them, seeing them face to face. And I think that would overcome my online sales any day, you know, because, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. Right. Like, OK, I made a, I made a few bucks here for this show. That's cool. That's dope. I, I couldn't have not done this. I would have still made that same amount of money yeah. on my online release. But I think having that experience of being able to show people, you know, like meeting the artist and kind of knowing knowing that. And I think that's kind of what makes it worth it. You know? Yeah. You know, this this might be something that you could be able to give me an insight on since you're really good with with branding and you know the value of a brand like kind of looked at it and like I don't know what sort of image it gives off as me being the owner of the brand working at the booth. You know what I mean? Yeah, and for sure. It, it's it's like I don't I don't know if how how it's perceived is maybe it's to some it's perceived as like well he's passionate about his brand and he's pushing it but to others it could be like well the brand must not be that big if he's having to go to these shows and and set up and and sell you know what i mean yeah so that's kind of the way that i've been looking at it more and i don't i don't want to make my head bigger or not but like (laughs) i have 10 years equity in this and when i go to these shows these companies that i feel like are are my peers yeah the owners aren't there. Correct. They don't even have booths at these events. Correct. So I, I kind of feel like, I don't know if I've been doing myself a disservice and maybe it would be a better thing if I would just go to these events and walk around, you know, check out people's cars. And if they do have our products on it, you know, talk to them and interact right, with right, them right, more. Right. I think there might be a little more value in that rather than, you know, oh, well, it, the brand must not be doing well because 
he's still he's still grinding he's still, yeah, you know but that's yeah, yeah. that's who i am i'm right, just i'm right. just a hustler yeah you yeah. know and I, I don't want that to, to come off as like egotistical or anything like that but it, it's really hard when when you're balancing like the 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 value of your brand you know yeah no that's that's a very good point and i mean exactly the way you just mentioned it right like you see these other brands that you go to these shows that some of them are big right and you ha- you'd never see the owner mm-hmm. um i think I want I at least I want to assume that my thing is different because I've always per, I've always branded lean customs as as that lean me myself mm-hmm. you know so being the artist like I'm I wouldn't feel comfortable I mean not that I wouldn't feel comfortable but I just I wouldn't feel comfortable having someone else be there exactly selling my art or manning my art for you know I mean, I guess I guess people do that all the time. No, I get what you mean. And shit. But um, I just, I don't know. I've, I've never, I think I've, I'm still growing. I'm still at that. I'm not there yet, you know? Yeah. But I do I do see what you're, what you're saying. I totally understand it. I mean, and again, I think that's the objective, right? Like being able to have someone set shop and not worry about it, you know? Yeah. I don't think I'm, I'm there yet. Um, But yeah, I think it's, I don't think it, I don't know. I don't think it's wrong. Yeah. yeah yeah it's just it's just really been something that i've yeah. just been weighing myself like you know rather than doing the 10 to 15 shows a year maybe right, i could just right, do yeah. like one or two yeah and then those ones you know if people really want to come see and, us and out there correct and that's kind of exactly how i felt for 2020 right because again 2019 it was almost every week and back to back you know opposed to you know 2020 game plan was i'm going to be selective maybe one show a month maybe two if it's like you know formula drift and jccs you know, mm-hmm. at the same time but yeah being a little bit more selective and this year now i feel like fuck it any show let's go <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> just like, get out yeah, of here 2020 you know that it's it's so i don't know man it's 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 a little bit of, of both of both worlds you know but i still think that once things get in order once things start going back to normal i wouldn't even i don't know do things go back to normal i have no idea yeah um but I, as, as long as we're able to progress and events are able to come on you know uh, spectators and fans are able to come into this event all at once then i think that's when i'll start planning for going out to the east coast you know Mm -hmm. going out to midwest you know going up to michigan you know and stuff like that yeah i think really me personally my my focus has just changed from you know hustling parts to actually connecting with the the actual consumer you know and, and building that relationship Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's number one key for any brand having that, you know, um, relationship with the fans, with the customers and, you know, keeping that alive. Yeah. Now, speaking of that, do you have any sort of uh, any any programs or anything that you use? But besides like the Facebook page that is like an exclusive group for for the diehard supporters? Uh, No, uh, I was in in the plans last year to create a membership program gotcha which is going to be a monthly subscription and it gives you access to you know a limited edition pin you know certain exclusives um you know a little bit more details of what's going to drop in the future and stuff like that um but it just got a little bit complicated with with the bots with shopify not being able to to have like a strong defense for automated softwares so a lot of these uh, membership programs are run through apps mm-hmm. within Shopify. So I wasn't able to confirm if they're still able to, you know, if an automated software 
is able to still grab exclusive products just because it's on the back end. Yeah. You know, so it, it was just, there was just a lot of questions and a lot of ways that people can go around it. And it just, it wouldn't make any sense for an exclusive item. And it's like, you think about like, um, Supreme, like they don't have that shit. You yeah. Know? Like you, you either get the product or you don't. Yeah. You know, it's, it's simple. It either sells out or it doesn't, you know? Yeah. So it was kind of like at that time, that type of mentality where it's like, it's kind of hard for me to create a membership program when stuff is going fast and is being attacked by bots and it is you know on high demand you know so it, it kind of now it's calmed down which is good i think it's it's better for the brand i don't think it's hard to kind of deal with with bots and getting attacked all the time and having people just buying your product to resell um because i feel again like you know we said we we're a little bit more in touch with our brand you know like it, it can be like supreme or it can be like i don't give a fuck money's still coming in i'll ship it to whoever fucking bought it whether yeah. it's automated or not but for me it was more about getting it into the hands of people that are actually going to appreciate it yeah right so for me i i was putting up a fight when it came to all this shit you know so now that it's calmed down now i might revisit that and might be able to create something that kind of works in its favor that it creates some sort of like membership program for anybody that wants to be included in not just like deals but like insider scoops yeah you know, like um you know this like oh upcoming podcast with downstar or you know this is what i'm working on and you gotcha. know, stuff like that we know what i do have is uh have you heard of the community uh app Yes, I downloaded it. So is that I, the community app? So community is with the uh, where you get your own phone number. Oh no, I don't have community. Okay, so community is I have. Um, are you thinking of Clubhouse? Yeah. Did you get on Clubhouse? Oh, dude, we gotta get on Clubhouse soon, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. I've been itching, bro, but I haven't had like a chance. But now I see. I've been on it we for a little while. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I see more and more people getting on, like from the car community. Yeah. So I'm like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> like I was talking to RJ about it, and we wanted to put together like a like a Clubhouse a group so we yeah. could just talk because like the only people that are really going on Clubhouse right now is like really the people that are the movers and shakers of the community. Okay. So it would be cool to to have like a group around and just throw around ideas. Yeah, for sure. But what I'll hit you up about that. We got to do that, dude. But what um what community app is is you get a phone number, right? So so I did see that. So that's not your phone number. No. Well, so <laughs> what it is is a eight one eight four zero three three four seven three. So if you text that number, you get added to our um to our community app, and it basically saves it in your phone as like a, um a contact. So it'll say Downstar. So when you get a text from us, it comes from Downstar. So right now, I think we have like maybe almost 800 people. I can text them like, hey, guys, Wait, what's how, up? How you doing? Ex so sometimes, <laughs> I swear to God, sometimes I'll do that. Hey, guys, want to just see how you guys are doing. Hopefully, everything's going good. So it's just a, a group chat. Yeah, I'll show you once we're off. I'll show you yeah. what it looks like. And then people will just message back. Oh, yeah, you know what? I've just been having a hard time. My grandfather's sick. And then I'll okay. just go back and forth yeah. with them. Just just whatever, you know. And um, But it's a full group thing then right so it, it can well the dope thing is i can text everybody or i can text male i could text female i could text age group i can even text location so oh, you, you text like within a 45 mile radius of this city you know so a dope thing would be like say you're in la hey guys i'm gonna take out the van tonight to in and out over here and yeah, then you yeah. text it to everybody within a 45 mile radius and depending on your fan base it could be you know 100 200 300 people and then right, 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 right. Th then you just drive the van over there and then just see who shows up 
you know, oh, that's dope. and nobody yeah. else would know about it. Only the people that are part of the text group. Yeah. So it's like a hundred bucks a month to have this access. But like, I haven't really been using it to its full ability. Just like my excuse. Life is just fucking <laughs> crazy right now. Yeah. But you know, when things quiet down, you know, our, our project that we're working on yeah, in the yeah, front yeah. room, like I was right, showing right. you, that could be something that I could tell the guys about, Hey, you know, this is, pre, this is a pre pre whatever to that's going to yeah. be come hang out you know that's, check it out that's funny yeah because i know you've been promoting that phone number i'm like this is really giving us phone number <laughs> did he get a burner phone for yeah. this like what's it's going pretty on? much that dude it's a burner so phone. <laughs> so what it is is i'll have the app on my phone and you click it and then it's just like you can just go through do, all the text do you have notifications on uh, no that's blow. that's uh, one okay. thing is uh you it doesn't have notifications yet Oh, that's so, good. Like, I I, I'm like, I remove all my notifications. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if, if uh, like, but sometimes I would see the value in notifications because it's not like they're texting it crazy. And then right. I, I haven't checked it for like a week and I have some messages that I haven't got back to. So I kind of feel bad that I haven't yeah. got back to them. But um, yeah, because something see, cool. Even with that, because so I have the Facebook page, I have the Facebook group and obviously I have Instagram, but people still message me on Facebook and because I don't have that app downloaded, mm -hmm. I don't see those messages. Yeah. So there's, dude, there's been times that people hit me up and it's like, this is the third time messaging you. Like, just like, you're just ignoring me or just You think you're all like bad? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, hit me up on Instagram. Like, I never check this shit, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's one of those things that I try to just kind of keep it in one platform because it's easier for me to get, you know, communication around. Um, which I get that a lot, right? Like, oh, dude, thanks for, you know, hitting, uh, replying to the DM and blah, blah, blah. And I try to go through all of them. Even now, like, there's still, like, at least, like, 90-something Exactly. Left. But um, if there was a cool platform like that, that'd be kind of pretty cool to kind of use. Dude, even, promote. like, one of my uh, products that we release, like, we release our lower control arms, and they're Sub not even out. drops, bro. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. <laughs> and, and the only people that are getting them are the people that are really dedicated to the brand. And now it's... Do they have to pay? No. So it's free to it's, them. Okay. Yeah, it's free to them. It's just all they have to do is do you accept these terms? And it's basically right, right, just right, like right. accepting and receiving uh, text Message. messages. Correct, yeah. But after you do that, like I have uh, Bobby Hundreds. Watch, okay. I'll show you. Like I, I text back and forth with Bobby Hundreds. With and, his assistant. Um, no, <laughs> it's, it's actually him. <laughs> so look at like. I haven't texted him in a minute, but so this is his this is his contact right here. So through the community app. Yeah. Cool. So he'll send a bunch of messages, but there's sometimes like we'll be texting back and forth, you know? And then uh but like a lot of the hundred stuff I'm not really on right now. Right. But right. sometimes when it is, uh he'll text back and it really is him texting back. Oh, is it though? Bobby, he's not trusting oh, you, Bobby. <laughs> automated reply. <laughs> so <laughs> blank fill in the blank it's, hey, it, it is really him bro <laughs> uh, but uh some other guys like uh gary v i've added him before never text back uh <laughs> okay, ben, okay. ben baller never text back yo ben um, baller you know me out bro. you know who does uh mikey taylor um he uh, ex 
ex-skateboarder and now he's in real estate uh investor dude he's no fucking shit. killing it man huge he he's escaped with like uh p rod and shit like okay. they all grew okay. up together but now he's in uh in real estate and uh, every monday he sends out a text monday at 9 a.m wow that's and, dedication bro yeah and it you can you can like plan it out so you he, automated run, yeah no the the the, te <laughs> the the text that you send out is like an automated one but then if you text them if you back start getting replies and shit yeah okay, then you okay, can okay, reply okay. back and forth so yeah. it really depends on the, the the person who has the 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 app like okay. me like i haven't been doing a good job at responding back but after this i'll show you right now i've been having conversations with people yeah. and, and it's really dope man it's it's dope to just like i'm already on my phone 24 7 i know my girl dude. would hate me if i get another app that's <laughs> on my phone longer it's the balance man you know and that, that's one thing that we did talk about last time bro is that uh trying to find the balance have you it's uh, hard man it's hard ha have you dialed it in a little more mm, not really yeah <laughs> you know it's funny because yeah that's right we did conversate about that you know kind of trying to get the work schedule different it's it's tough man yeah i'm still up like at three in the morning grinding pushing out designs and you know communications um it's a little bit easier now um with my son being older but mm -hmm. it's just the you know i just rather kind of like sleep in you know do some emails in the afternoon spend some time with the family and then later at night kind of just grind yeah that's usually my schedule you know if you see me like working in the afternoon it's either because i'm at the warehouse we're fulfilling orders you know where i'm still doing all that shit so it's 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 right now i'm actually looking for a spot another we i have a, a shared space where i have all my warehouse over at that slow mm -hmm. um but i'm trying to find my own space now that i'm able to kind of just run everything out of you know and i think once i get that i'll be able to kind of have a better balance you know kind of a more better structure got you to say yeah i mean it's always going to be hard to this entrepreneurship space is just no one has it figured out nobody <laughs> no one has it figured out and yeah. if you do like you're not reaching your full potential bro <laughs> i'm telling you as much as i try to dial it in it, it's something always pops up Right, Some, right, something right. always happens and you know one thing that that i always make sure that i realize is like yo this is a marathon it's not a race like i'm not right, trying right, to right, get right. to this certain point for some some pot of gold at the end right, that's gonna right, make right, right, right. me happy everything's <laughs> gonna be good everything's yeah. gonna be great when i get there no life is just getting more difficult the further i get into it it's just i need to learn how to deal with it right you right, know? right and right. If you like to sleep in, fuck it, dude. You know, you're not working a nine to five anymore. You don't yeah. have to be anywhere <laughs> at a certain spot. And that's how I feel. Sometimes if I wanna if I wanna take time to do one thing, I'm gonna do that. If I wanna close the shop and I wanna go skateboard, that's what I wanna do. Yeah. You know, you're still gonna yeah. get your orders within the certain amount of time, but like this is the life that I want to live and this is the life that I'm going to design. I'm not going to design yeah. it to somebody that they think we need to be open from nine to five. <laughs> okay, that's cool. You know, hey, why aren't you open, bro? <laughs> exactly. No, hit me up later, dude. You're good. Order yeah, it online. Yeah, exactly. But uh, have you ever thought about having an actual storefront? Uh, I want to have something that's everything, you know, kind of like what you're trying to set up here yeah so it's basically a showroom it's the warehouse and it's the lounge area or fucking place where i can have my car stored up and not worry about shit you know and fix cars not necessarily fix cars but you know 
do shit like that. Yeah, yeah. very cool. That's what. I, that's kind of what my situation now. Looking for a place that's big enough for all of that. Good and shit. Affordable. Man. <laughs> so uh, and in LA, <laughs> which po- <laughs> podcast three, bro? We'll do it from the location. Dude, shit, <laughs> hell yeah! So I wanted to talk to you about um, the all these collabs that you do. Yeah, um, it seems like you've collabed with everybody in the uh, community. There's still a lot of people to go but yeah i've been fortunate enough to work with some really cool brands really cool people artists and just a little bit of everything yeah so who's been the biggest douchebag no i'm just kidding (laughs) who's been the best collab that you've done and you're just like yo that person was awesome this worked out great this was this was the best experience all right guys we got to take a break for our last sponsor air motive piecing together a fuel system for a build can be a difficult task luckily air motive has your back with everything from replacement fuel pumps to fuel systems that will support 3000 plus horsepower air motives engineers have developed a solution for your build regardless of the power level if you're looking to make a switch over to e85 they have every part that you need to build a system that will be there when you need it the most need a custom fuel system for your daily that turns project car no problem maybe you guys want to check out their new line of pumps the uh, brushless pump line which is a quieter pump less heat and lasts longer than traditional brush motor fuel pumps and they range from uh, the original a1000 all the way up to 10 gallons per minute 3,000 horsepower if anybody has anything like that please let me know and uh let me drive it that would be pretty lit but probably most people listening are going to take advantage of the stealth 340 this is aeromotive's top selling fuel pump and it fills fits most factory fuel tanks and uh they can handle up to 700 horsepower for efi systems or a thousand for a carbureted system and if you don't know what you need you could just hit up the uh, customization shop on their website you can go there and say hey i have this i have the new k series v8 or what have you i need five million horsepower i need the line three inches wide whatever you need just hit them up man and they'll get it ready for you and if you're a pro drifter like matt field and you're on the break right now and you said you know what you're chilling in the garage with all the babes all the money all the sponsors and you're like you know what we got to do today we got to refinish this fuel system we got to revamp it and re-everything you just send it over to uh, aeromotive and join their rebuild program you send the stuff over they'll rebuild it fix it up for you slap it back in and when we get back to reality you can go drift in and do what you do but big shout out to aeromotive thank you guys for continuing to support downtime with downstar and um supporting you guys if you uh want to use anything from aeromotive just use the code dtwd and you get 10 percent off spend 100 bucks save 10 bucks take that 10 bucks go buy a coffee and keep on keeping on like joe dierte now back to the show ah uh, there's there's so many you know like and it's different when i work with brands when i work w- w- with like big corporate companies mm-hmm. when i work with local brands and when i work with artists you know and even working with just like individual builders or somebody that has a cool car and they have like their own like fan base and shit like that you know yeah. um it's all different experience and i think so far everything's been pretty chill you know i've had a few hiccups with a few people but nothing crazy um right now the ones that have been doing real cool is the people with uh the people over at tarmac, tarmac oh, okay. works mm-hmm. so if you're familiar with them they do uh diecast models and we've been kind of launching both like diecast pin combos so that's been pretty chill we have some really cool stuff coming up in the next uh, month or two 
um which has been fucking amazing the just the brand that we're going to be working with is going to be super sick and it's going to you know just give it that more of a reason to collect very customs. cool yeah. man now who's the uh who's your moby dick pause who's the one that you you want to get bro the the collab <laughs> um so we're gonna make everybody tag them right now dude, no <laughs> no it's um you know it's i think it's it's still in the works um trying to get mattel to oh get on board. wow you know i think that's the the, the the ultimate goal um and i think just the perspective of the brand this year i'm shifting to do more licensing stuff um i think that's the route for the brand this year and kind of just get a little bit more you know i think i'm already established enough where i can you know my product backs itself up definitely so i think i can kind of come on board and try to get more licensing deals with manufacturers and and you know bigger corporate companies that are allowing the stuff you know um one of the things that taught me working with subaru was exactly that you know that it's not just hey dude you got some cool pins let's work it's like a bunch of documents like i their stuff it's is dealt with with a third party so it's dealing with them as well not necessarily with with subaru motorsports right so stuff like that so we finally are getting stuff locked in for this year gonna do some cool stuff with them and you know kind of just going that route and trying to get more licensing deals and you know making it more official than what it is now very cool yeah. man i think that's now, the ultimate goal now what about uh expanding outside of the automotive community uh, I don't think I don't think so. I don't think just yet. I think I think there's still room for everything. Definitely. Um, right now, I know that there's um, a lot more people trying to hop on the game, mm. like, uh, ride the wave. You know. Yeah. Um, I saw it, dude. I don't know. Last year was just crazy, bro. Yeah. With not just with resellers, but everybody trying to make a pin. You know, and and it's cool, but there's some that just are just. Oh, I'm just gonna use the same shit he's doing and just replicate it. You know, yeah. I think there's a huge difference when and there's people that are like, oh, he doesn't. He wants to be the only one making carpins or carpins have been around them before him and shit like that, right? It's like, yeah, I'll fucking tell you that, bro. Fucking, yeah. I have old vintage carpins. I never said I was the only one that fucking makes carpins. But don't fucking go and replicate the style. Don't fucking make uh, it, you know, just copy and paste that shit. Like, yeah. dude, there's so many cool ways, like to fucking make and everything and anything, you know. People just don't want to be creative. They want they don't want to do the work, you know. And I think yeah. that's kind of what where it's at. So for me, it's about establishing, you know, that. And I think jumping out of the automotive industry is probably not good right now because of the momentum that it has. Yeah, definitely. You know? There's some cool projects or things that I want to do this year that are still tied into the automotive, uh, which it's gonna be probably within the next few months yeah very cool yeah. dude yeah I'm, i mean that subject that you bring up that one hits hits really close to home you know ever since that we started out it's we've been battling with you know copycat companies right, coming right, up right, right. and then that's their defense well you're not the first one to do hardware but it's like bro you know what you're doing and you know like you didn't even have this idea until you saw us doing it yeah. and you know yeah. exactly what you're doing and you're trying to make this excuse for your head but just like just admit it you're just riding yeah. the wave and it's cool if you're in it for for a buck but just don't compare yourself to us yeah please just don't this, yeah. that, this is totally different like it, it comes from the uh, it comes from a different place for sure for sure it comes from more of, of like an enthusiast an art form kind of place you Correct, know I, yeah. I i look at our product as like 
you know, as, as a piece of art, you know, that you can put on your car. This is another step of, of detail that right, you could right, add to right, your right, vehicle. Right. This isn't just to make money. Although it did turn into that, yeah. you know, that's not where it started out. Now, when somebody else comes in, that's their motivation. Well, I know I, where he can get that. I know where yeah, I could get it too. Correct. Let me just do it. Well, you're not the first one to ever do it. No, I'm not. But it's like, dude, and, just and stay in your own lane. Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, you said it, right? And I think that's exactly what's going on, that people see the yeah, success or the money or like, dude, he's, you know, like, it's just so weird, like the mentality to some people. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I try not to pay attention to it too much. I, every time something pops up, there's like 10 people that are sending me the same shit. Yeah. So it's, it's funny that it's, it's hard to avoid it, but it happens, you know? And I, I saw a huge increase within this past year. Yeah. Maybe even, you know, in the last six months that people were like, oh, everyone started, you know, and it's cool. Like, Hey, some people are making their own carpets that are completely different from what I do. And I'm like, Hey dude, fucking awesome. Keep, keep at it. Much success to you. You know, good luck to your new venture or whatever. And there's other people that will reach out to me and they're like, Hey, I want them to start making my own car pins. You know, you inspired me and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, dude, that's just, dope. Just don't copy my shit. Yeah. You know, just don't do, just don't, you know, get away from that. You know, there's exactly. many cool ways that you can promote and brand your own thing. Yeah. You know, um, and people just don't want to do all that work. Yeah. They think that if they just replicate something, they're going to compare it and they're going to be, because I think it's about like uniform ready, right? Like you see, a display of lean pins and they all look identical and they look the same and it looks really good so if you create something that's identical to that that person might want it just because it's gonna fit in yeah you know exactly so and I, I've, I've been seeing that a lot so and it's and it's hard you know i it's hard to get shit removed um filing complaints with instagram and you know shopify and sometimes they do it sometimes they don't sometimes they want the paperwork you know and since I followed my trademark last year, it's been helping a little bit trying to remove some of this shit. That's one thing that really, really bothers me about the automotive community is the lack of integrity, um, not only from business owners, but from the consumers as well, you know? Right, right, um, right, right. And it's just, <clears throat> there's really no excuse for it. Yeah, somebody else is doing it. Yeah, it's been done before, but this is what I'm doing, yeah. you know? So why are you doing the same exact that's like that's 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 corny to me that's like super corny yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then people that support that that's like super corny to me for sure and it's just it it's kind of good because you know, i don't want nobody corny even with my brand i don't right. want you repping my brand for sure like yeah know? that it's, and that's kind of a high feel. and i mean I grew up from like the graffiti culture, right? So it's like, yo, that's straight up biting. Like exactly. people would get fucking jump for stupid shit like that. You know? Yeah. Like, and so for me, when I see that, it's just, I try to, again, to dismiss and not to get it to me, but it gets to me sometimes. It does, man. And, and the, the way that I've been able, I've been doing dealing with this for the last 10 years, bro. And, yeah, for sure. And the way that I'm able to deal with it now is people come to us for the brand. People go to lean for the brand. For sure. And, you know, if somebody else is able to sell pins or sell hardware or whatever and feed their family, go ahead, bro. Do whatever you're going to do. But just don't mention my name. Don't say it's cheaper than lean. You know, <laughs> there's more than lean yeah. or whatever. Don't, just don't do that. Just don't yeah. mention it. Just go do your thing. Go go in your corner and, yeah, and it's all good. For sure. You know, it's funny because the most recent one that just popped up, um, I didn't even care for it. Like it was, it was a straight just rip off, you know? 
and i was like ah whatever it's like i don't even want to waste my time but then i start seeing that he's mentioning my like my name my he's using hashtags that involve my name in it and blah 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 and i'm like dude look if you're gonna copy my shit copy my shit i don't care just don't use my fucking yeah name. like get fucking remove that shit you know yeah and he's like oh, well, i don't see what's wrong with it and blah, blah. i'm like god oh, dude fucking people exactly bro and there's there's a hardware company that popped up and i i seen like you know anytime somebody has something bad to say about us they're always in the mix and it's like oh, bro man do you not understand that I can get what you're selling at a cheaper <laughs> cost and I can cut you out? And it, and it gets to that point yeah. where it's like, bro, I would just let you eat. Just do your thing. Just please just don't mention me. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. just just focus on your own brand, focus on your branding and focus on your own customers. And dude, you can hit me up and I'll give you as much advice as possible. But if you want to start jumping in there and we'll check us out, we'll check us out. Yeah, bro, yeah. It's coming, dude, and it's coming, and I didn't want it to yeah. come to that point, but you just made it happen, yeah. you know? No, for sure, and that's exactly how I feel, too, you know, because I've had some people hit me up, and there's some people now that are starting their own thing, you know, they come at me for advice, and I'll, as much as I can share with them, I'll share with them, um, and then there's other people like that, dude, I was telling you about, like, dude, even the website, fucking, the fucking copy, all my text, word for word. Wow. Just, like and then it's i'm like speechless when it comes to that point like dude what yeah. the fuck are you thinking like what's and the people that support it you know at that time at that point i'm like dude just don't support my shit anymore exactly go fucking write that way i don't care yeah it's because thing would come from it from a more like i said from an artist's point of view and like, yeah and like you said with graffiti and stuff it's like what if someone was doing the same bombs as you're doing like what the fuck are you doing bro yeah <laughs> yeah that's a straight dude fucking we would see that shit all day every day you know and, and especially like say even in the sneaker culture if you saw somebody with fake shoes out of show <laughs> you'd be getting clowned dude that's crazy but how is it just accepted <laughs> in our community like why why do why do we have such that's interesting yeah. why do we have such a, a low bar for acceptance you huh. know where yeah. it's like yo this is this is our culture this is the sneaker culture you know you know what these shoes cost the red octobers now if you were to go to a sneaker con with fucking the fake ones and you're <laughs> flossing them and someone's like yo those are the fake red octobers you're like they look the same as yours what's the difference just because you spend more on it? like what well, where the fuck what what world am i in yeah, you know but yeah. like the world that we're in is it's, it's so socially acceptable and it's just it's not a battle i even want to have anymore it's, yeah for sure man it's just I'm, exhausting i'm telling you i, I this is funny because this year i was like man new year new me right <laughs> so yeah. i'm not gonna let that bullshit get to me i'll just i'm gonna focus on what i've been doing i've been doing it you know the, the right way i know what i'm doing as far as you know creating what i've created but even then like fuck i, I even told one of my homies i was like i wouldn't doubt it if 25 new pin brands that look identical to my stuff pop out this year mm -hmm. there's already three so far yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know so it's one of those things like yeah i it's, it's coming you know yeah and it, it doesn't bother me anymore because you know uh as far as us like i focus so much on branding and and the overall picture of downstar is that i'm so confident that nobody else could even come inside of that space but it just right. makes me wonder like why do people feel like it's okay not just not just the seller but the 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 buyer why do you feel yeah. like it's okay do you have you never built something that you were proud of 
Like, does this product, what does this product represent to you? Does this product just represent a, a car pin or wh what is it to you? You know what I mean? Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen some, there's, there's some, there's a page up there on Facebook that like, it was funny. I know some of these people would know what I'm talking about. It used to be a lean collector's page, but the dude ended up like just talking mad shit. He ended up searching the name. Now it's supposedly just all car pins but it's still nothing but my pins on there yeah but anyways there was uh, people just kind of having that conversation and i and some of the people were like well i'm just collecting car pins dude like i don't care who the fuck makes them yeah you know and it's like okay cool like at that you know some people have that mentality and they will have that mentality you know um but again it goes to that like i wouldn't personally like i buy cars right and i collect some of his stuff i personally wouldn't buy a fucking replica <laughs> that looks like cause you know yeah that's just fucking lame you know that's fucking <laughs> stupid but hey to each their own you know yeah i mean at the end of the day you gotta agree to disagree but sometimes <laughs> you know as fr from before a business owner i'm an enthusiast <laughs> and that's the part of the enthusiast that it really bugs me right and, you right, know right, it's even sure. in the honda community i'm just like what's what's my motivation you know what's my motivation to to even build another car that is like the, the best of the best what is my motivation because the people they're they're not even at the level to really appreciate that if you go to these shows and all these cars that you see online and and you know the most popular cars you see them in, in person you're like okay that's right, right, that's right, not right. even clean so it, it it really just makes me evaluate things to myself like is this the space that i really want to feed so much of my energy to Right. Not right. saying that we're not going to be selling the parts that we do, but, you know, me personally, as Frank Downstar, maybe my attention is going to go in another place, in another right, culture sure. that everybody's, you know, doing their own thing and, you, you know, working, working towards their own goals and no one's hating on them. Like, hey, you can't do that. Ha ha. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like when you do that certain <laughs> thing, it's like, oh, you know, props to you. I want, I want to be part of more of a culture like that. I feel like the biggest thing that I've had to overcome for myself is like my ego. And I feel like being in this community is just so toxic and, and the, the, huh. so much ego. And it's just like, yeah. it's like an alcoholic being inside of a fucking bar. Right, right. right. Trying to stay sober. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it just seemed like it's, it's, it's not, it's not a healthy place to yeah. be at and i try my best dude every day i try my best to you know po post positivity and you know show people a different way of of looking at things but it's just like i don't know if it's somewhere else it's, it, i don't know if it's somewhere where i want to put all my eggs at yeah you know what i mean no, that makes sense yeah and i'm like dude i try to remind people like yeah i'm just fucking an average person like you man like you know when people hit me up like oh dude thank you for replying or friends don't usually do this or you know thanks for letting me know blah 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 and it's like dude i'm just like you, you yeah know? just a regular person you know fucking so it's it's crazy it's crazy things that happen yeah but i mean at the end of the day it's a blessing dude you're for sure <laughs> you're you're what four years now meditated. going on my fourth year yeah going awesome on my fourth year. dude hell yeah hopefully bro. by 2022 will be the fifth year throw a big ass fucking event or some shit nice yeah something i don't know dude, i look forward to it man yeah. I, I wish you the most of success dude of course thank you like thank i you. tell you i um 
I, I look at the brand and, and it's just motivating just the way that you're marketing, <laughs> just the, the connections that but, you're making. You know, even, and, even when it comes to that, like, I think everything has always just been so fluid. Like, I don't, like recently, I don't know if you saw the recent post that I did the giveaway, mm-hmm. um, doing that custom pin giveaway, um, which actually I did it when my first year when I had started. Um, and it was kind of a way to kind of promote. And again, this is stuff that I've learned in the past. But it's not like everything is. There's like no marketing strategy or branding. I was just like, I got some free time. Let's create these flyers. Let's create the giveaway right now. And boom, let's That's make the it last, you know? dude. So it's like there's never been like a set agenda, a set marketing plan, or anything like that. Like everything's been fluid because it's stuff that I know. It's stuff of it's experience. You know, yeah. I've done this before. I've 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 created all of this before for other companies. Like I know what works, what doesn't work. You know, so for me. When people will tell me stuff like that, I'm like, damn, like I sometimes don't even know how to respond to that because it's not like I have some sort of marketing strategy or brand plan or yeah. something, you know, it's just, it's me. It's what I'm doing, you know, that's it, dude. You're just good <laughs> at what you do, bro. You're you know, natural. It's, yeah. So it's, it's, it's cool to see that reaction from people and especially when people meet me for the first time or, or come to a show and they expect to have like some huge company behind them or like, dude, I thought it, you know, like it's, they trip out when they find out that it's just me. Yeah. Like, Oh shit. Really? I love it, bro. Killing it, man. Hansel, thank you for coming, brother. Of course. I appreciate it, dude. Awesome conversation. And, uh, I look forward to the next one at your uh, new location. Yeah. Next year. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, before we get out of here, bro. Um, we're going to be doing that new downstar lean drop. Yeah. Yeah, do you want to tell people about it? Uh, I don't know. Probably not yet. Have them wait. It's coming, though. I'm I'm stoked on that one, dude. But uh, make sure you guys check out Lean Lean Customs on Instagram. And uh, just support. If you guys haven't listened to the first episode, go listen to that one. I believe it's like episode. It's 60 to 65, somewhere in the early 60s. Uh, you get a lot more of the back history of Hansel and uh, where the name came from, how it became, and... uh, the early the early years the early dude that was an exciting one dude <laughs> i was listening to it earlier i was laughing man but uh before we get out of here man um anything else to expect coming 2021 um just some more cool shit for sure more cool shit um there's a new uh collection i'll be unveiling that is still within the automotive industry but it's not a car okay gotcha so look out for that it's gonna be pretty dope hell yeah All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Once again, this is Downtime with Downstar, episode 220, and we're out. Peace.